At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Very busy show here after a couple of days of player profiles. Our thanks again to Kai Jones and Kelly Oubre Jr. for taking time out of their busy schedule. Uh, We've had quite a bit of news in the last 24 hours and a lot to cover here on this edition of the HHC. It is a game day edition. Hornets will be taking on the Atlanta Hawks, a rematch of a game from a couple weeks ago, but they're going to be doing it with far less players available as of this recording. Uh, The news still stands. Hornets have four players in health and safety protocols LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier, Jalen McDaniels, and Mason Plumley, all currently in NBA's health and safety protocols. Means uh, a lot of opportunity there for some younger guys and, uh, and, and different set of problems here for the Hornets to handle. Helping me on this topic and uh, everything else we've got to cover today, he's my producer from the Hornets Radio Network, Rob Longo. And Rob... Got to start with the the breaking news uh, that came out yesterday morning. Hornets with four players in the NBA's health and safety protocols. Again, it's LaMelo Ball, Jalen McDaniels, Mason Plumley, and Terry Rozier. I want to keep the first thing as the first thing. We're all hoping that these guys have mild at worst symptoms uh, if they have even tested positive. We don't know it for sure, um, but whatever it is, we hope it is a very quick recovery as we have for everyone over the course of this pandemic. Sadly, has claimed hundreds of thousands of lives just in this country alone. Uh, it is a true tragedy of our times, um, and we're all still trying to find ways to work around it, but 
Not that we really needed another reminder that the global pandemic continues, um, but if this serves as one uh, that can end up having a positive impact, uh, I guess that's the the best thing you can hope for. Uh, We all need to do what we can to continue to play our part, be safe, protect ourselves, our neighbors, our friends, and everyone else around us uh, as we continue to work through this this COVID-19 pandemic that has been uh, overtaking our lives over the last couple of years. But for the the Hornets as a basketball team, uh, four very significant players that will not be available tonight against the Hawks. Yeah, and of course I echo your your sentiment there as well, Sam, but as far from a basketball standpoint, it kind of is what it is. I mean, this definitely isn't the first time that the Hornets have had to face adversity like that. I mean, if you think about last season as well, where, you know, Charlotte had a lot of injuries and then there were some health and safety protocols towards the end of the season, this isn't really unfamiliar territory, unfortunately, for the Hornets. So, you know, I don't I, obviously, it's it's a tough situation to be in, but you know James Borrego and this team, for the most part, has already been in this situation before, and a lot of people have wanted to see these young players for a while now that have been in Greensboro, like Kai Jones and Vernon Carey and James Booknight. Well, now is the chance that we're probably going to finally see them at some point. So, you know, they were drafted and brought on to be a part of the future, and unfortunately the future came a little bit sooner just because of all these health and safety protocols and all these players being out. So we'll probably see James Booknight at some point. We might see Vernon Carey. You might even see Kai Jones. We don't know what the rotation is going to look like moving forward, but the good news is that those guys have been in Greensboro getting a lot of work in, and they had some pretty good games as recently as Thursday. So hopefully that now that they're called up to the big league club, they're ready to go, and hopefully they can contribute the best they can. Yeah, the, the ripple effects are several call-ups from G League affiliate, the Greensboro Swarm. James Booknight, Vernon Carey, Kai Jones all have been recalled. The team has also uh, brought back their two-way players, Arnoldo Skulboka and Scotty Lewis. They will also be on the Charlotte roster. Um, you know, as we as we look at what this lineup is likely to look like, uh, you're essentially losing your starting backcourt plus your starting center, who you'd hopefully just had the chance to get back um, after that that calf injury. Um, but if, as we're looking at this, you know, Ish Smith and Kelly Oubre Jr. seem to be the perfect fits in at the backcourt. Both bring a lot of experience. This is in large part why they're here. It's not just because they are tremendous players off the bench, but if needed, and they are needed right now, it seems, uh, they can come in and take on that starting role. Center position, I think, is a little trickier. You know, Jalen McDaniels is part of uh, this group out for the protocols as of this recording. So if that remains the case, you, you basically lost all of your bench players, with the exception of Cody Martin, who came back to practice, so we presume he will be available to play, um, and P.J. Washington. So if you if you were to put P.J. Washington in the starting lineup, you really don't have uh, any truly tested scorers to bring in off the bench. So that's my only hesitation, I think, if trying to guess which direction they'll go. Uh, I kind of think J.B. and the staff will go with Nick Richards and have P.J. Washington come off the bench still. P.J. will probably close the game, um, but that just gives you a a little bit more balanced scoring throughout your lineup and and saves you from uh, potentially having everyone who has demonstrated themselves to be a reliable scorer in the NBA to this point in one grouping, and then as soon as they need some rest, uh, basically leave it to all the young pups. Yeah, and I think another person that it's hard to believe that we can kind of call him a veteran at this point, but Cody Martin, I mean, he's had enough NBA experience at this point, and he's just done wonders on the offensive side of the floor this season. He's really improved his scoring. He's 
almost a two, he's definitely a two way player now between his really good defense and the fact that he can score the basketball now. I mean, I think he's scored double figures in almost every game that he's played in this season. So he's another person that can provide a little bit of spark off the bench and the fact that he can kind of play two positions as well. You can put him at shooting guard if you really need him to, or you can play him in that three spot as well. So, you know, there's just so much flexibility with this Hornets lineup. And another person like that could be James Booknight too. You can play him at the one if you really need him to, or if you really want him to focus on his scoring, you can put him at the two as well. So he's another versatile guy and, as bad as this situation is, we're going to really learn a lot about this team over the next couple of games and see what they're really made of. We're also going to learn a lot about the youngsters. As you mentioned before, this is an opportunity for some guys who really haven't had opportunities previously uh, to get in some games with some meaningful minutes. I think there's a good chance we're going to see James Booknight here in this one. Uh, he has been outstanding in his G League assignments, averaging 25 points per game, down with the Swarm through five games, playing a lot of minutes. Um, this is precisely why I think he went to the G League. For some of the guys, it's about development, and he has to develop as well. I'm not saying he, he is you know, his finished uh, NBA self at this stage, but I think you know, he, him going down to the G League was keeping him at tip-top shape, keeping him in form, and hopefully uh, having, you know, whenever the time came that he was needed him ready to go and so the time is now it seems like so he can come in also interested to see what Vernon Carey looks like he's someone who has come in last season uh, that game against Brooklyn he went for about 20 points um, and he certainly has, has demonstrated it once before um, not saying he is going to get x number of minutes over anyone else but having him back in the fold with that experience given what the Hornets are going through right now uh, his size his abilities could be called upon. The one thing that has really stood out to me with Vern, especially in the G League this season, is he was turning the ball over a lot the first couple of games. But in his most recent game, he went for 22 points, turned the ball over three times, which is a lot lower than where he was before. So, you know, he's another guy that can maybe provide a little bit of a spark off the bench in case... You know, we've seen some foul trouble from some guys like Nick Richards this season. Maybe if he gets into a little bit of foul trouble, then maybe we see a guy like Vernon Carey as well mixed in with P.J. Washington at the stretch five. So there's just so many young options for this Hornets team that they're, I don't want to say that they're not clear cut, but they definitely have a lot of options based on matchups and skill sets that they want to either take advantage of or exploit uh, against an Atlanta Hawks team that's been pretty good as of late. Certainly a lot of questions that uh, we'll start getting answers to this evening. And, and most importantly, one last time, the hope is that they're not answers that are needed for a long time. As with everyone who's been dealing with this pandemic, our hearts and, and, and prayers are going out with them. We hope uh, that this is just a, a temporary thing and a quick thing, quite frankly. Um, but that remains to be seen. For now, Hornets have four very significant pieces in health and safety protocols, and they will tackle the Atlanta Hawks tonight, uh, possibly, probably without them, at least as of this taping that remains to be the case coming up next we're going to talk about the standings and the schedule for the Hornets to this point before all that big news broke uh, we heard from head coach James Borrego he talked about how difficult the schedule's been not something you always hear from coaches we'll talk about that next here on the Hornets Hivecast I get allergy care from the doctors at Charlotte Eye Ear Nose and Throat Associates who know how to treat me not just my symptoms now that my allergies are under control I can ride my bike whenever I want, just like I did as a kid. Senta offers allergy testing and a wide range of treatment in North and South Carolina. Play like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. 
Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Rob, uh, before all the news came down on the health and safety protocol side, uh, one of the, the things that caught my ear from coach and player availability the other day after a rare practice day and a day off for the Hornets was head coach James Borrego talking about the schedule and how difficult it has been for the Hornets. Here's what JB had to say. I believe we've had the toughest schedule in the NBA, no question. I think if you look at 15 road games, the amount of games we've played and the strength of schedule as a whole says to me we've had the toughest run. And I love it. That's great. We've, we've gotten better. We've, we've held our own. We've held our ground. And now it's about getting better. The schedule's going to clean itself up as we go. We're going to make some money down the road. No question about that. We just got to hold the fort down and get better right now. And I like what the schedule's doing to us. It's toughening us up. It's getting us tougher and more physical, mental toughness, physical toughness. It's pushing us outside our comfort zone, and that's okay. That's the beauty in this thing. I love it. Nobody said excellence was going to be easy. This is why we do this. I mean, I love it. So embrace it all, love it all, and we just keep moving forward. Rob, I don't think I have to tell you. It, it, I think it was appropriate for JB to, to kind of mark that this has been a very difficult schedule for the Hornets in the first half of the season, and he does keep it in perspective. Things are going to turn eventually. He, he knows there are brighter tomorrows ahead, um, but I think it's almost a hopeful way of looking at this team that is in a grouping of – roughly 10 squads in the Eastern Conference that are all separated uh, by about two games in either direction. Hornets are right at the heart of it um, to the point that one good week could put them into a top three possession and one bad week could send them out of the play in tournament entirely. Um, but I think him identifying and recognizing how many road games they've played, how little rest they've had to this point, and how difficult the schedule has been overall is almost a hopeful thing. Like If they can do this through what they've been through, what are they going to do when healthy when they get to the second half of the season? Well, I think it's just a really good job by JB keeping everything into perspective because it's really easy to sit there and say, you know, we got to keep battling, keep battling and all this stuff. And that's fine. But it's another thing to realize, hey, we are playing at this level right now with pretty much all odds against us at this point based off of what other teams have rest, extra home games, fewer back-to-back, stuff like that. So I, I agree with JB. It's it's a really good way to put things into perspective, but I don't think it harms anything putting it into perspective and saying, this is what we have, this is what we have moving forward, so let's just keep grinding it out day after day, and there's always going to be a light at the end of the tunnel, so let's just try to keep reaching for that. For those who you know haven't heard us talk about this on the Hornets Hivecast, first off, welcome to the show. We enjoy having you here. Um, but you know, we we've talked about this point a lot, and particularly the road games. Even with three consecutive days off, uh, which the Hornets had not had yet this season, um, Charlotte has still played more road games than anyone else in the NBA. And after tonight's road game in Atlanta, there will be a quick three-game homestand, uh, one week at home, and then they're going to go out for two weeks on another six-game road trip uh, with seven of those next eight games being away from Spectrum Center. Now, it all evens out in the end, um, but we, we keep going back to it, Rob. What do the Hornets have to do to put themselves in best position to make a run. Um, I think right now where they sit is an ideal spot. I think anywhere um, in the top eight means that they're going to have the wind at their backs moving towards a top six position come the end of the season. Um, but it's it's all about maintaining that spot, and that's not going to be easy to do because between themselves and 
Cleveland and Philadelphia and Boston and Atlanta and the New York Knicks, they're all separated by roughly two games. So a lot can change in a very short amount of time. But if the Hornets can weather this storm, I really like their chances of not just making it to a postseason game, but avoiding the play-in tournament entirely. I would certainly have to agree with you. And I think the way that to, to look at this is the Hornets would have to stay around 500 up until the end of the calendar year, just because of this really tough stretch that they have. Yeah, they have a couple games at home, but they're against some teams like Philadelphia, who's still one of the best teams in the East. They recently just beat Atlanta on Friday and didn't really lead the entire game, but we'll get into that in our game preview here in a few moments. But at the same time, you got a really tough West Coast swing coming out. And then after that, you're done. You do not have to go to the West Coast the entire rest of the season until the NBA Finals, of course, is what we always say around here. But at any rate, I mean, there's a couple of games in the central time zone, but you don't really have to go west of Oklahoma City, I don't think it is, for the rest of the season, the way that the schedule shakes out. So if they can stay afloat at 500, based off of the really good record that the Hornets have had at home this season, the minimum of home games that they've had so far, then, you know, the fact that the schedule turns, they have more home games in the second half of the season. I really like those chances. Last thing to bring up here about the the schedule and the standings in general, in case you haven't noticed, uh, with the, the few home games the Hornets have had, Spectrum Center has become a very, very difficult place to play. Charlotte currently has the best win percentage of any team in the Eastern Conference right now. Uh, that is very, very impressive. They're 7-2 and two inside Spectrum Center. Uh, the Hornets have really created an outstanding home court advantage. The only teams in the NBA with a better record at home to this point, the Portland Trailblazers, who have been awful on the road. They're 1-10 on the road, but they were 10-2 and two as of this taping uh, on their home floor. Phoenix, who just ripped off uh, what 17 game win streak, and then the Golden State Warriors, the team that stopped it. Um, those are the three teams that have better records than the Hornets do on their home court. Charlotte, the best home record in the entire Eastern Conference. Coming up next, Hornets are not home yet. They've got one more game left on this four game road trip, trying to end it on a high note. We're going to talk about the matchup with the Atlanta Hawks right next. <laughs> Coming up next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, it's time to get some new gear. The best selection of new and classic Hornets apparel is at the Hornets Fan Shop, now with new extended hours. Stop by Spectrum Center Wednesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. to pick up the latest in jerseys, Jordans, and more. Or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 with just a click of a button at HornetsFanshop.com. An easy trip on the light rail, you'll be sure to find something for everyone at the Hornets Fan Shop. Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the HHC Game Day Edition. Obviously the big news from yesterday morning, four players entered into the health and safety protocols. Let's go over our players to watch and our stat to watch for this one you're the guest you get to go first let's start with player to watch and i'm going to start with the hornets and i'm going to go with ish smith because you know he's had a couple of dnps this season where he just hasn't been able to find the floor because of the way that the game has shook out or matchups whatever you want to call it but it's his show now he's going to have to get thrown into that starting role it's something that he's not afraid of because of all of his time in the league i mean he's been in the league for over a decade now and he keeps as as he quotes it he people keep signing him so he must be doing something right so you know I'm interested to see what Ish can do in a starting role he had to do that a lot in Washington last season when 
guys like Russell Westbrook were out or Bradley Beal was out for an extended period of time. So he got a lot of run there as well. And we saw what he's capable of, uh, you know, in the first couple games of the season in Brooklyn, where he came off the bench and provided a really good spark for the Hornets. So Ish Smith is going to be my player to watch for Charlotte. I like the pick. I'm going to go with Miles Bridges for this one. Miles has had a, a great start to this season, obviously right around 20 points per game uh, for basically the entire season. Um, but one thing that has slipped a little bit, his three-point percentage, uh, he's shooting actually a career low 32% from beyond the arc, which isn't that bad, um, but certainly not the standard that he had set the year before. Um, but I'm looking for him to, to just be the overall offensive threat that he's capable of being. I think the, the biggest impact from all these missing players is it takes away one of the Hornets' greatest strengths, and that is anyone can score from anywhere at any time uh, they they really prevent you the Hornets do from doubling anyone well now some more focus is going to be able to be put on some of their premier scores including Miles Bridges and given the kind of athlete he is and what he's capable of doing he's someone who can beat defenses even if they're focused on him and this is going to be a game where the Hornets need him to do just that so I'm looking at Miles Bridges he's had very big games recently uh, the game against Milwaukee he was strong out there going for 22 the game against Atlanta was one of his best he had 35 points and 10 boards, even though he didn't shoot the ball well from three in that one. Uh, I'd like to see him make a few more threes, but I think uh, whether he does or not, he's going to be a focal point for the Hornets. Couldn't agree more with the pick. Miles definitely has to step up in this role now that hopefully we see him do like he did last season towards the end of the year as well when some players got hurt and there were some health and safety protocols. But for me, on the other side, for player to watch for Atlanta, I'm going to go with Clint Capella just based off of the way that the matchups are probably going to work out tonight with Mason Plumley being out, then, you know, it, it, Clint Capella could be a tough, tough matchup for sure. And in Friday's game, he had to go up against a guy like Joel Embiid, who is an all-world center at this point in his career. And Clint was limited to six points and 11 rebounds. I mean, the 11 rebounds were obviously significant, but he wasn't a big scoring factor. So if the Hornets can keep Clint Capella out of the paint, then I think that's definitely going to help things just in terms of floor spacing. He's still going to be a really good rim protector on the defensive end, but I don't think you can afford to have him hurt you along with Trey Young on the offensive side of the ball. He most definitely did. The first meeting between these two teams was 10 of 11 from the floor, 20 points to go with 15 rebounds. Player to watch for me for the Hawks, I'll take the easy one, Rob. Trey Young. Uh, Trey did not have his best game against Charlotte, but ended up with a pretty solid stat line, 19 points and 9 assists in the win earlier this year against the Hornets. That was despite the fact that he was 5 of 15 from the field, 2 of 7 from 3. I think the keys against Trey Young keep him off the free throw line. He is so good even in this new era uh, where fouls are being uh, called uh, less frequently against the defense quite frankly he is still crafty and he's still able to find ways to get to the line uh, Charlotte felt that they got the short end of the stick on a couple of those calls in the first meeting um, but regardless of, of how the game is officiated Hornets need to do a good job here of keeping Trey Young as limited as you can. He's an exceptional player. He's an all-star for a reason. He's led this Hawks team all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, but making it difficult for him, make him make tough shots. If he is able to do it, uh, Hawks are going to have a great chance here tonight. But make him do the work. Don't give him the free throws. I'd say that is my player to watch and the reason why. Uh, finally, stat to watch of the night. Rob Longo, what you got? I'm going to go with rebounds. I'm going to piggyback off of my 
player to watch for the Hawks with Clint Capella. Just don't let him get loose in the glass. I mean, you know, if there are some instances where you can't grab that many offensive rebounds and really cash in on second chance points, that's understandable because the guy is a ball hawk, but you have to limit them on offense to just one and done. If you can get a defensive board and try to push the ball in transition, we know that Ish Smith plays similarly to LaMelo Ball where he likes to get out and run in transition. So, I mean, if you're able to limit them to just one shot down the floor and not giving them second and third chance opportunities, I like the Hornets' chances. Yeah, I'm in a similar lane here on this one. Mine is fast break points. Um, To me, your your strength is your strength. You play how you play. And the personnel that the Hornets have certainly dictate a lot of that. I'm not saying this is you just plug in a new guy and you have someone equal to LaMelo Ball or Terry Rozier or any of the other guys missing. That's certainly not the case. But how the Hornets have played over the last couple of years ha- has been a constant regardless of who has been on the team. James Borrego has a style he likes. He wants it up-tempo. They want them pushing the ball, taking advantage of a defense that hasn't ha- have not had the opportunity to set themselves. So I want to see the Hornets out there with good fast-break opportunities. Uh, they're one of the better teams in the NBA when it comes to fast-break points, when it comes to pace of play, and Atlanta, quite frankly, is not. So these two teams are going to want to play at a different pace. Charlotte, even with their, their missing players, you can't allow Atlanta to play an Atlanta Hawks-style game and hope to beat them uh, when you don't have your normal personnel. I think you got to continue to play your game here, force the tempo to be on your side, and uh, if the Hawks are able to keep up, so be it. But I think that's the strategy here for the Charlotte Hornets. All right, we got a game tonight. It's a little earlier tip time, 6 p.m. Eastern. Things will tip off from Atlanta. Uh, Hornets against the Hawks, and we look forward to talking to you all for that one. Rob, as always, thanks for joining me here on the Hornets Ivecast. Of course, Sam. We had so much fun. Let's uh, chat again tonight, why don't we? Well, I think I've got a game tonight, but you mean talking to me on the air? Of course. I mean, we always have our little halftime talk, so yeah. Okay. Yes, that's for sure. And there will be another edition of the Hornets Hivecast tomorrow. Rob Longo will slide over to the anchor chair and we'll break down tonight's game for you as well as preview the next day's game because even though it was a three-day break, which was much appreciated, it's right back to -to back-to-backs. Hornets hosting the Philadelphia 76ers at Spectrum Center. Tickets, of course, available at Hornets.com. Till next time, for Rob Longo and everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along, and we'll talk to you tomorrow right here on the Hornets Hotcast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.